Hello, everyone, and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and ref for Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. A quick update on my buddy Joe. He's beginning week number two of his effort to complete the Appalachian Trail. He's hiking from Virginia to Maine. Please check out and like and join his Facebook page titled A Trail to Transition. The more likes and shares he receives on this page will help promote his fundraiser for Transitions Homeless Center here in Columbia. Thank you very much for supporting Joe as well as Transitions. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you for family, friends, and the people in our various communities. Help us, Lord, to be present and engaged with everyone in a distinctively Christian way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to talk a little today about, well, not a little, so we're going to talk, talk a lot about community and what that means. When Isaac was near the end of his life, he gave a blessing and instructions to his son Jacob. This is the very first time the word community occurs in the Old Testament. This reading is from Genesis chapter 28, verse 3. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. Now, the Hebrew word for community is kahal. It's Q-U-H-A-L. And that means contingent or assembly, as well as congregation. The word community is primarily used in the NIV translation of the Bible. The word used in most of the other translations is company. The meaning is the same. Now, personally, I prefer the word community over company. It just sounds better to say we live in community with others. And we were, we were intended, that's our intention, God's intention. Let me share a few more passages that speak to living and gathering in community. The author of Hebrews had this to say. This comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And the psalmist had this to say in Psalm 133, verse 1, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. We even have a promise from Jesus regarding what happens when we gather in his name. And this is found in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. Luke writes of the fellowship of believers in the book of Acts. And this reading comes from Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47. 
They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Next reading is found in Romans chapter 12 verses 4 through 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. There are so many more that I could have cited, but I thought that was a good example. Now I was asked about three years ago what my church means to me. Quite often we define the word church as a building with an address associated with it. While we do have a beautiful sanctuary and overall very nice facility at St. Paul's, the real beauty is found in the people that make up our congregation. I shared my answer to that question with our congregation at St. Paul's back in January of 2019. I'd like to share it with you today. For those of you that may not know me, I am Arthur Suggs. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, which by no means makes me perfect, but it does make me hopeful. I have been married to Laurel for almost 50 years now, and it will be 50 this August. Together, we have a son, Hunter, his wife, Amanda, and their daughter, Hannah as well as our daughter Caroline, her husband Walks, and their son William, and their daughter Mae Walker. I grew up in a family of five boys along with my mom, dad, and grandmother, also known as Gamma. I have four younger brothers, three still living. That's eight people under one roof, and it was a small house for that size family by today's standards at 1,803 square feet. I grew up as a Presbyterian, and we all faithfully went to Sunday school and church on a regular basis. My youngest memory of church was at Eastminster Presbyterian, but I considered my home church to be Forest Lake Presbyterian Church, of which my dad was one of the founding members. Think about the logistics of waking up five boys, getting them fed, teeth brushed, dressed, one last trip to the potty, and having all of the breakfast dishes washed and put up, not to mention Sunday lunch prepped, and a lot of times in the oven at the last minute, then loading everyone into the car. That must have been a nightmare for my mom, dad, and Gamma. I see the commitments a lot of you make here on Sunday mornings. You help with your kids, your mom, your dad, your spouse, Yes, even getting yourself here on some Sunday mornings can be a challenge. My parents, along with Gamma, did it faithfully, 
and were instilling commitment in me and my brothers without us even knowing it. The importance of Christian witness provided by my mom, dad, and gamma was underappreciated by me in my younger years. If someone asked you to define what we do at St. Paul's, how would you answer that? I asked myself that question in preparation for this. The answer for me is on the front of our bulletin every week. In short, we are learning, loving, living God's Word, or at least that's what our vision statement says. St. Paul's Lutheran Church is a community of people learning God's Word, loving Jesus, and loving each other, and living God's Word through our service to others. I've been a member of St. Paul's for 50 years. I was introduced to St. Paul's by my then-girlfriend, Laurel Moxon. Not long after we were married, Laurel encouraged me to attend St. Paul's, and I did, and not long after that, she suggested slash encouraged me to become a member, and I did. My faith walk at date, or to date, excuse me, at St. Paul's can be summed up briefly with three numbers, 21, 20, and 9. 21 in the shallow end of the pool, 20 out of the pool except for Easter and Christmas, and the last nine in the deep end of the pool. Now, I don't dwell too much on the past, but I would like to talk a little bit about the last nine. I remember the day nine years ago when I walked back into the sanctuary and looked at the faces in the pews, and I was unconditionally welcomed back. Some faces were familiar and some were not so familiar, but there was one thing in common on every face, and that was a welcoming smile. With the help of our church leaders and certainly all of you, I have worshiped God in a more meaningful way than ever before. My faith has been encouraged and strengthened by the Bible studies I have participated in. I welcome Pastor Metz's challenging sermons that encourage me to move outside of my familiar comfort zone. Betty Altoff has helped lead and equip our Stephen ministry team to become more distinctively Christian in all that we do. Paula Benson took a stage chicken and made him feel comfortable in his role as Andrew in the Living Last Supper. All of you here this morning are part of a larger community called our church family. The importance of the encouragement and inspiration I constantly receive from all of you as I travel on my faith journey, has been and is enormous. We all have so many opportunities to serve others in our community, nation, as well as the world. We are offered those opportunities by our church leaders and by regular old folks just like you and me. Serving our community from the corner of Bull and Blanding Street since 1886 no one that walked in the front door of St. Paul's Lutheran Church the first day it held services back in 1886 is alive today. But we stand on their shoulders and we're still here serving Christ by serving his people.
I'm certain that the hopes, dreams, and expectations of the founding members of this church would be to continue being God's people right here on the corner of Bull and Blanding until we see the new heavens and the new earth. That can and will be done by allowing the Holy Spirit to set our hearts on fire and by encouraging each other to give generously of our time, talents, and treasures. If you have time, offer it. If you have talents, offer them. If you have treasures, offer them. When you offer your time, talents, and treasures, you will be a blessing to others, and you in turn will be blessed beyond measure. For about five years, God gifted me the honor and privilege of teaching fourth, fifth, and sixth grade kids on Sunday mornings at St. Paul's. I would always begin the class by telling them that they are important and I love them. I feel the same way about each and every one of you. Learning, loving, living God's Word is much more meaningful and productive in community. I'd like to close by thanking each one of you for your part you have played and will continue to play in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with all people. Being in church on Sundays is definitely important. Why? Because that is where we're fed with both word and sacrament. God's word and sacrament of Holy Communion nourish our faith life with truth and love. But if you want to be a Christ follower, be one every day in the context of all your communities. That's where you'll see ministry happen. Here's a quote from Dave Ramsey that I think sums up what means to live in community. Quote, it can be hard for some of us to commit to community, especially if we're guarded or prefer solitude. But community is God's desire for us and a sign of a mature faith. Because at the end of the day, when we grow in our relationships with others, we're growing in relationship with God, end quote. Now I ask God every day to fan the flames of my faith through the hearing, reading, and study of his word. Has God answered that prayer? Yes. And each one of you has been and is part of the answer to my prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God and most merciful Lord, we thank you for the gift of life. Help us all to live into your intention of being in community with one another, worshiping you and serving others. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.